it could become the best-selling drug of all time. So for some context, the current record is nearly $37 billion in sales. That was for the Pfizer COVID vaccine in 2021. That broke all sorts of records. Before that, $20 billion was the very highest end for a single drug's annual sales. But there's a new drug that experts are expecting are going to be approved by the FDA sometime this year. It's a drug that a B of A analyst said could hit $48 billion in sales. So as investors, when we hear record-breaking sales potential, we pay attention. We, When we see TikTokers talking about a drug, we pay attention. The drug is terzepatide. It is from Eli Lilly, ticker symbol LLY. Terzepatide is actually already approved for diabetics under the brand name Mongero. When it's approved for weight loss, it's going to join a couple of other recently approved weight loss drugs, Wegovy and Saxenda, both of those from drug maker Novo Nordisk. That's the Danish pharmaceutical company that trades here under the symbol NVO. All of these are basically new takes on drugs that were originally approved for diabetics, like Ozempic, with its catchy jingle and desirable side effect of some pretty dramatic weight loss. So today on Dumb Money, we are going to weigh the data, we're going to size up the opportunity, and we're going to give you the skinny on our investment in the diet drug revolution. We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turned $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Let's jump right in because there's so much to cover here. And I did make a little cheat sheet to uh, help keep track of all these drug names. I, I don't know why they had to make them so difficult to say because, you know, I, I'm an idiot and can barely no, dude, pronounce most words. Now. All the good ones are taken. And so now we're just stuck with like random letters strung together. You yeah, just call it, call it like, call it like Bob's drug or something, right? First of all, that's a beautiful cheat sheet. Leave it up, Dave. Can we just go over the origin story for this? Yes. Um, and, and actually, you can take a uh, screenshot of this. And if you're listening to the podcast, I will tweet this graphic out uh, so you can watch their Twitter at Dave Hansen. Um, so, yes, go ahead and, with the backstory, Chris. Okay. So, so earlier last year, uh, a guy I do a bunch of business with. Uh, we were having lunch and he told me about this, you know, diabetic injection that his doctor prescribed off label because he doesn't have diabetes, but he's trying to deal with some weight loss and some other issues and how it was like this miracle thing for him and how all of a sudden he no longer wants to eat greasy food and he's only eating a fraction of the food that he had been eating prior to this weekly injection. Uh, he told me about how he doesn't even drink barely any alcohol anymore. It's just completely changed his life. Um, and he's losing weight on top of all that. And, and I was like, okay, this is interesting doing what I do. I was like, who makes this drug? It was, you know, Novo, uh, NVO is a symbol. I looked him up. I was like, wait, these guys are trading at like a hundred and something billion dollars. This is a huge international pharma company. You know, it's an injection. How many people are going to take an injection? How many doctors are going to prescribe something off-label, right? It just, it seemed like a jankity deal that was like, okay, it might be, it might be a successful drug, but is this thing really going to scale? And even if it does, is it going to have any impact on this sector, which is already pretty big? I hate myself for like not diving in deeper because fast forward a almost a year now, 
And honestly, Jordan, Dave, you know that when I first really got into social arb investing, I would I was focused a lot on biotechs in like the mid to late 2000s. And it was so enjoyable because when I won, it wasn't just a financial win. It was like people's lives were going to get saved, right? Like it was just- Yeah, I mean, most of the time, I remember the ones that you were in, a lot of them, you know, were in and around cancer research, cancer therapies and things like that. And so, you know, when you found out that something's successful and that it passes its phase three, that you know that it's going to extend people's lives, which is amazing. But, but, but Jordan, I knowing what I knew early last year, I would have never imagined that this thing could have blown up the way it has over the past nine, 10 months. I mean, I have in my entire investing career, my entire exposure to the pharma space, and I've talked to some guys in pharma that I know to say, hey, check me, is, is this, am I crazy? Or is this just the biggest thing that you've ever seen? And they're like, Chris, you're not crazy. We've never seen anything like this. This is so big we can't even wrap our heads around how big this could potentially be. And when I use the word big, I mean big in terms of one, yes, revenue potential, okay, as investors, but two, big in terms of how the impact it will potentially have on people's lives. And three, just the general impact it will potentially have on the entire culture of, 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 of our of our world. Um, and I know that seems kind of crazy, but there's a reason why the, the title of this show was our, our most important episode ever, because for everybody watching right now, we're going to talk about what investments we made or didn't make here, you know, how we think they could play out. But if you have people in your world, in your family, in your business network, in your friend group uh, who are suffering from anything, whether it's alcohol, bad eating, diabetes, weight issues. Um, this could be, and by the way, we're not financial advisors. We say that every episode. This is just kind of our, <laughs> our feelings on how we're approaches, but also we're not, we're also doctors, not, okay? not medical advisors. We're not medical professionals. But, but, but I, I do want to say this. Um, this, this, today's episode, my God, I, 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 there's not a single person watching that doesn't have someone in their life that sh they shouldn't at least have a conversation with about what's happening right now in this space and at least start the journey of research and speaking to your doctor. Because guys, I think this could be the biggest thing, one of the very biggest things to happen in our entire lifetime. And I I'm so excited for today's show. Yeah, it's, and I see a pushback in the chat. And I would, you know, I would, I would just say, you know, calm down a little bit. This is not the, you know, diet pill of old that's basically just like speed or something like that, right? No, this is this is this is a real deal and it's actually helping people's lives. So uh Jordan, it it, it I, I let me just say this. I'm not a doctor, but I'm gonna say that over the past sixty days, thirty to sixty days, I can't imagine a single other person in this world that has spent more time researching this class of drugs and the impact it's having on people's lives in terms and the of the class of drugs you're talking about, the, it's the GLP one RA drugs, right? And that yeah. so I, I saw some people in the chat asking, so what does it do? Why, why is this important? It is, it is a class of medicine known as glucon like peptide receptor antagonists. I'm, and I'm only going to say that once. That's why it's been abbreviated in every, I can do a every good job, Dave. piece of literature that, that I can nice. fathom. Pretty nice. <laughs> The, the the really simple dumbed down way that people explain this and and it's not super accurate but it's like it kind of keeps food 
kind of in your system a little bit longer. And, and that ha- that just impacts a whole lot of things going on in your body, meaning it changes the way you think about food. It makes you not want to ingest food. It makes you not want to ingest certain types of foods, which happen to be most of the unhealthy foods. Uh, it makes you not want to drink alcohol as much. It's just an absolutely wild mind trick that this injection does and at the end of the day what's happening is people are losing like 15 plus percent of their body weight uh as a result of this drug it is impacting their cholesterol levels it's impacting it's insane like it's it's dramatically impacting a large number of the health markers uh, that impact heart health um, that could impact numerous different diseases, right? It's it, it's almost astonishing. We've really never seen anything like this before. Um, and it's coming at a time when the obesity issue has never been larger. Um, in fact, obesity, not just with adults, but obesity's, obesity with children has become an insane epidemic now, like out of nowhere, the past 10 or 15 years, obese children looks like it could be one of our largest medical problems uh, for the next couple of decades. And this is a drug that it seems like overnight um, shrinks people. It shrinks people and it completely changes their behavior. Because guys, when you look at what's causing obesity, we've now learned that it has very, very little to do with exercise. Not that exercise is bad. It's just that obesity has very little to do with exercise. It almost exclusively has to do with the amount of, of, of caloric intake and the types of foods that you're eating and how much of that food you're eating. And this yeah. physically changes that, almost like getting your stomach stapled, right? It changes what you ingest. And it's like magic like it's year, years ago i joked that that we should write a book that is the ultimate weight loss loss book back when there's the atkins diet and all these things my book title was called half the calories half the fat and what you do is you order whatever you want and just whatever you normally would order and then you take a knife and cut it in half and you only eat half of it and then that is guaranteed scientifically proven to cause weight loss right it's not called the french diet dave <laughs> it might be, but that, that I think you need uh, cigarettes and alcohol to make that work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave. I mean, that's, so that's one. I, look, there's a lot of ways to look at this. Um, I think the biggest one is that our diets changed over the past hundred years, and so you know a lot of you know a lot of it has to do with the amount of sugars and processed oils and things like that that people consume now, right? As far as you know what people can afford and what's in the supermarkets. It's, and yeah, it's almost impossible to try things that don't have processed. Like I mean, you've got major issues, right? And so from what I've seen with these, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, is that the best way to administer this is not just to take a shot and then you just go and do whatever you want in the real world. It should be accompanied with an actual plan, um, you know, for what types of foods that you're going to continue to eat, right? Um, th- th- there's lots of ways to look at this. So, so Jordan, what's really interesting, and this is kind of like, so there's the research side of this in terms of like the clinical data. Yeah. And then there's another side, which is the, th- I'm going to say tens, there's actually tens of thousands of, this has gone viral on TikTok. Like everything else we do here, guys, this is this all starts with social art research. So this has gone viral on TikTok. There's tens of thousands of videos over the past year 
of individuals around the world who are showing their journeys on Novo's Ozempic. Ozempic is the drug that was first passed. It was a, the first semaglutide passed for diabetics that's also prescribed off-label. Wagovi, which is the identical drug, semaglutide, but just it's a different, it's a, just a branded differently for obesity. Is Ozempic the Eli Lilly one or is... Uh... No, 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 no. Ozem Ozempic, Ozempic and is... Wagovi, Jordan, are both are both uh, Novo uh, okay, as yeah. well. Which, as is, which is why I made this chart because the, the names yeah, are hard yeah. to remember and the companies that they're associated with are hard to remember. So this is this is the chart, and the one that uh, that I'm okay, looking that, forward yeah, to okay. is the one that's right. coming out in 2023. Well, okay, but, but Dave, well, let's talk about that. But 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 before that, I want to explain to Jordan that what's so amazing is if you watch the journey of the tens of thousands of people that have been documenting this in video, which I highly recommend every person watching the show after the show's over, go to TikTok and oh, Chris, type in Ozempic in the search yeah. and what will be in the search. But you, just, so you have, you have to be careful though, because a lot of it is sponsored content. Chris sent me a couple of clips. I'm going to show one of them and I'm not going to show the, another one because it was cleverly disguised as a, it was an ad that was cleverly disguised. No, no, Dave, 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 I sent you that one for a very specific reason. And I'll tell you why in a minute. I know it was sponsored content. The purpose of that one was to show that this is one of the, this is one of the first drugs I've seen where the drug company doesn't have to advertise it because the doctors, the prescribers yes. are actually running ads to get people to come allow it, them. It was, yes, it's a website that you can order it through and it's a prescription, but they apparently have their own. That's why I'm not going to show you the name of that, but I will show you yeah. this. This is the reality of taking semaglutide. I was starving, so I thought, and I took three bites of this sandwich and now I feel completely stuffed. It's almost like having the sleeve and I don't know what the sleeve is like, but I hear you get full really fast. If you need to lose weight, get Ozempic, Wegovy or semaglutide. Get it. So, so there Jordan, you go. Dave, that, that, that says it all because Jordan, what's amazing is you're right. You need to get on a plan, but even in absence of a plan, it's almost like it puts you on a plan because what's so amazing is these people are saying that yeah. even the types of foods, that even the type of food that they start to like, they no longer like a lot of the bad, what we think of the bad, the fried, the greasy foods. Like they just, they just, they psychologically become unattractive to those foods. So, so from yeah, what I've read, so yeah, I mean, so technically you're right. So it, it tends to be pretty successful when you're taking it no matter what. Um, the problem is if you stop taking it, the people that are the most successful, once they stop taking it, are the ones that actually change um, their diets and have a better plan in place. Because if you just if you just take it and that's all you do, there's a good chance that you probably need to just be on it for life, which I think is one of the things that you might like. It's one of the things that scares <laughs> an investor. Is it we're just we're saying, you know, we're basically just saying like, oh, we're going to pump you up full of drugs for the rest of your life. And, you know, as an investor, like maybe that's great. But, you know, as a human, Jordan, I, you know, it kind of irks me a little to, bit. To, to be clear, I, I don't exactly know the way I feel about that, but I've been thinking about it a right. lot. And, and and while I don't love the concept of people being on any drug for the rest of their life, if if the clinical data does not change and we do not see any sort of major side effects coming in, which who knows, over time, we always think something's safe. And then when you get 100 million people on it, 10 years later, oh my gosh, look, let's, let's assume that that worst case scenario doesn't play out and the clinical data stabilizes going forward. I don't 
other than the financial money that it cost, which hopefully will be covered by governments and insurance and all that good stuff. But other than the financial money, I don't, I, 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 the benefit seems to far outweigh the negative, even if you're on it every week for the rest of your life. Right. Like, but you're right. I think well, for the, most people, they need yeah. to be on it forever, forever. But really that's, that's the pitch for all drugs. The benefit has to outweigh the risks. Right. And if this, this is another example of a drug outweighing the risk, but could have a big positive impact on overall healthiness because obesity is such a problem in this country and worldwide. And, and and Dave, there are just there's so many levels to this drug sector. Like it, the deeper my research went, I was just astonished. You know that over the past five years, for whatever reason, I just kind of more or less stopped drinking alcohol, not by by trying to. I just for some reason it fell out of favor in my lifestyle, and like it's helped me in so many different areas. And I think there's so many. There's this huge movement to try to be like alcohol light, meaning people still drink, but they try not to drink, especially as we, we age, we're realizing it's probably not the best thing in the world. To, <laughs> the con- and for, for a whole generation, everybody just drank their whole life. And I think the new generation is trying to drink less, uh, even though I don't think they're drinking less yet. But uh, th- this has such a profound impact on alcohol intake. That's a, that is like a whole nother thing that I think benefits. Now we're not just talking about health because obviously alcohol, less alcohol is proven to be more healthy. We know that, right? And, but and why is that? Is that, that because alcohol interacts strange and gives you bad side effects or you just, it's, it's a craving thing? No, or what, no what is Dave, it? it's just like the burger. It, you just don't want to consume as much alcohol. Like if you drink like four drinks a day or three drinks a day, you'll go down to drinking like one drink a day. And it's weird. It's just, you don't, after your first drink, you don't want to consume any more alcohol. It's really weird, but it's fairly consistent amongst almost everyone who's taking this is saying that they're consuming significantly less alcohol in addition to significantly less food. And that I think is going to have a profound impact on culture and and relationships, right? Um, and in terms of abuse, listen, alcohol is listen. Alcohol we know is is the source of so many issues in our society, right? Um, and, and imagine a drug that has a side effect of making of having people drink less. I mean, that, yeah. that's a pretty big positive. That's pretty side profound. Effect, right? But okay, so we can we can talk about the merits of this drug all day long, and we can wrap back around and talk about it. But we are a money channel. We are an investing channel. <clears throat> Let's talk about like what do we do with this information? We've we've seen okay. like uh, more people talking about this than we've ever seen anyone talk about any drug, right? We've seen okay. that there's new drugs coming to the market. We've seen ones that have been around for a bit that are that are flying off pharmacy shelves faster than they can be manufactured. How do we make money from this? Okay, let's let's first talk about the fact that two companies make these drugs. Two companies, no NVO, Novo Novartis, and Eli Lilly. Now, Novo is a company that almost exclusively, like 95% of their revenue comes from diabetes drugs. And this is essentially an extension of diabetes drugs. So they are the easiest, what I would consider close to a pure play on this. This is going to, I think, become a substantial, substantial part of their ultimate, of their overall revenue uh, for, for Novo. Now, Eli, and that's a chart of Novo. So Eli Lilly, on the other hand, is, a, is much more of a diversified, diversified pharma company. But at the end of the day, um, the 
this drug, I think this drug, and I've spoken to other people who, who, who support this thesis, I think this new class of drugs could be over, I think it could grow to over 100. I know no one's talking about this. I think it'd be over $100 billion a year market. I, I truly yeah. believe that, which is astonishing to think of. And if that happens, both Eli Lilly and Novo are both going to benefit so much because yes, it's going to be like an Eli versus Novo thing. But at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to be able to manufacture enough to yeah. even support the demand for the next three to five years. So I think as much, they're both going to have their own variations. Novo was first to market. Eli Lilly actually came with a modified version of the drug that Dave talked about, okay? The Eli Lilly one, which is actually better. It, it, it actually has a better impact on your weight loss, better health. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. You're listening to the Dumb Money Live podcast. Markers, and what's fascinating is well, it's, that it's, drug it's a combination. It's it's not just the GLP one, but it adds GIP inhibitor or something. Correct. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea what but, that actually means, but, but apparently, but most, it's a dual purpose, double action thing that's supposedly better for weight loss. Only being prescribed for diabetes, but uh, but being prescribed heavily off-label for obesity and just general weight loss. What's fascinating is that Novo has their version of a modified you know, version of that that is even raising the bar higher, even higher, okay? So both of them over the next couple of years are gonna have improved versions of this drug that are going to reduce weight loss in some cases up to 28% weight loss or more. And I believe they'll continue to step that up. Um, so it's really hard to say which one ultimately is going to have the, what you would call the leader, the one that everybody wants, because it, because it really doesn't matter. They're both so unbelievably effective. I think most people are just going to get whichever one they, that is an in inventory, right? That they're able to get from their local pharmacy. Now, the, the history of this over the past year is that Novo stock got hit earlier the last year because they had an issue with one of their suppliers who actually makes the injectable syringes um, that you need for this drug. And that set them back like six to nine months. In fact, they didn't get their supply chain back in order until ready for this last week. Last week was the first week in like eight or nine months that they finally got their supply chain back in order for Wagovi, which is the one that can be prescribed for weight loss, right? Um, and that's just starting to hit the shelves. And if you follow TikTok, you'll notice that people are literally going from pharmacy to pharmacy to pharmacy trying to get their prescription filled. It's sold out everywhere. It's like this this magical drug that everybody wants, nobody can get, they cannot manufacture enough. In fact, one of our community members, I won't mention him by name, has been really kind. He works for one of the drug uh, distributors, for one of the big pharma distributors that distributes to a few states where this uh, drug is really popular in the South. And he said that they have limits on how much every single uh, pharmacy, retailer, everyone that they distribute to has allocations, okay? And they are all maximizing their allocation and they're having to basically do controlled allocations. So, hey, you get this much, you get this much, you get this much. They cannot manufacture enough. Now, 
Now, Novo, I think, I want to say that they're quadrupling their supply manufacturing for semaglutide over the next 12 months. Uh, and Eli Lilly is also rapidly expanding their manufacturing capacity. But I think we're going to be in a situation where for the next few years, they'll barely be able to keep up with demand. And what's fascinating, Dave, is that the cost of this drug is roughly $1,300 a month. Most people right now are paying that cash out of pocket. So you might ask yourself, why aren't insurance companies covering this? Why isn't it covered by the government with, with Medicare, right, or Medicaid? Well, those types of negotiations can take years, okay, because the the insurance companies don't want to pay $1,300 a month. They might want to pay $600 a month or $500 a month. And, you know, the government might want to pay $300 a month or $400 a month. And Novo and Eli Lilly are like, well, wait a second. We have consumers who are willing to pay cash out of their pocket, $1,300 a month, and buy up everything that we're yeah, capable as, of making As fast right as now. we can make it. Yep. So why would we negotiate why would we negotiate with Blue Cross and Aetna at 800 a month or 700 a month if we can get 1300 a month cash? So I think what they're like what they are likely to do is see how far they can push consumers to pay cash because gosh guys this is literally the most vain addictive drug you're, you're going to it's not just about health let's be honest here in in this neighborhood that we live in me and Dave at least Half the women in our neighborhood, they're not obese and they're all on this drug, okay? Because they want the weight loss. They've seen the Kardashians are supposedly on it. We've seen Elon Musk was on Wagovi, right, Dave? It was like Wagovi really? was the one he was on that he came out with a couple few months ago and came out with. It was on 60 Minutes a few weeks ago. Like this is hitting like peak virality now. Uh, and I think these drug companies are going to try to squeeze every bit of that full pop 1300 a month before they have to go down to the health insurers and then ultimately drop down to, you know, you know, the, the, the Medicaid, Medicare negotiations with governments. So I, so, I'm in, as an investor, this is like the perfect storm. I've never seen anything like this. So I've already made a small investment, uh, but I didn't go all in because I wanted to talk to you guys first. This is like, we, we do this as a show, but I haven't talked to either of you for like a month about, about no, anything. No. So I, I did buy some Novo already, uh, and I am planning to buy some uh, Lily, but I haven't done it yet, and I haven't decided how big to go or what time frame or if it's all stock or if I should do some options. I, I just don't know what to do. Okay, so Dave, I saw a comment, and the comment by Sven is a comment that if you start researching Novo, which I've been doing for months... Uh, you'll see it pop up again and again and again. It's overvalued. It's overvalued. Like this, this, this stock is is. I mean, it popped. It popped pretty big. The last. It's, I mean, it's up forty percent just in the last what three or four months. Yeah, and, and and I've been in it. I got in it at like I think one fifteen is where I entered. Maybe one twelve, and it's up to like one. What is that? Right, one thirty nine. In the last or? three months, it is up thirty two percent right now, and Lily's up five percent. That's just the yeah, past so three months. Yeah, so here's the thing, guys. And I look, obviously, we're in a different market environment. We're not in, you know, 
hysterical market environment where valuations could get blown out of proportion. So it's really difficult for people to think irrationally about things like this. So you, you do have to have some common sense and think, okay, what what's the real value here to a company like Novo and Eli Lilly? But think back when Amazon, we had AWS division exploding. The most common investor reaction was, this company is so overvalued, this is absolutely ridiculous. They just couldn't wrap their head around how large cloud computing was going to be. Um, I feel like if you look at the pharma space, you look at the history of pharma and how much drugs generate on an annualized basis, I think we're in a very similar situation. Very rarely do we have a drug class that can hit hundreds of millions to billions of people and the drug class be so important in terms of its impact on their health. And again, I'm going to say the word, their vanity, okay, uh, that they would be willing to spend many hundreds to even a thousand dollars or more a month on that drug in perpetuity for the rest of their life, maybe. Yeah. Right. So, so I think this is one of those situations where if you look at this, just like, wait a second, this company, like they seem overvalued, they seem overhyped here. People are aware of this drug now. Yes. All of that is true. It's a drug that has not- built in, uh, like compliance Pe- people who are prescribed things often don't continue taking it. They just yeah, I don't really need this, you know, blood pressure medicine or whatever. This is a drug that you're, you're seeking out. And yes. you're going to take it because you want to look better. That's so the, that's... I'll, I'll, even, I'll even one up you there, Dave, um, because I believe this is my thesis. My thesis is that over the next 12 to 24 months that we are going to see the entire world go crazy for this drug class, meaning we're going to see people shrink. So we live, we have, me and Dave and Jordan, we happen to live in really, really wealthy neighborhoods. We live in an anomaly of a neighborhood where everybody can afford this drug and they're on it. A lot of them are on it. And I know this seems weird what I'm about to say, but when I go out with, we're in our, I'm in my mid forties and I go out with parents, I'm literally looking around me and I'm going, oh, everybody has shrunk. Literally, I am, I am <laughs> seeing women all around me and men that have lost we're talking 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. These are people that I've known for a decade and they are shrinking, shrinking. And you are starting to see this with celebrities on TV. You're start, like, if you look at like celebrities the last six months, you'll notice a common theme. Everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Celebrities are literally shrinking by 15, 20, 20 plus percent because of these drugs. And that is just right in front of your face. It's going to hit every suburban neighborhood in the world, okay? In first world countries. Well, I mean, especially if it ever turns into an insurance thing, right? Because I think the, look, we're going through a recession. Recession's going to hit. People start losing their jobs. I think people are generally penny pinching right now. Now, maybe not in our neighborhoods, but, um, agree. You know, I can, agree. That, that's one, that's one issue here is the, uh, well, that's, and that's for me, the, the timing, pay, like cash pay issue, um, which I see could, you know, it could hamper sales over the next, you know, 
six months here. Uh, wait, 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 Jordan, you're saying hamper sales. And I'm telling you that they're not going to be able to manufacture enough for three or four years to keep up with demand. So those are two very different theses. Right, well, I, it's a very you, different thesis, right? But people start losing their jobs and they're not buying a weight loss drug, but, right? But, but Jordan, you don't need everybody. What I'm trying to say is you only need 5% of people to be yeah. buying the drug for this thing to be in. All right, think about this. Think about how many obese people there are. And we're literally 40% of, of America is obese, okay? And this is not just a drug for obese people. It's a drug for anybody that wants to lose weight. So almost everybody, like literally almost everybody, because we're basically all overweight now, okay? Um, probably 80% is overweight. I think 70% is the number of how much overweight. So that's 200 million people just in America who are overweight that would likely want to use the drug by the way, it's also approved for kids now, which is insane. But the, the, the pediatric association said that they think obese kids should be on these drugs at the absolute at the, highest, at the highest level. Yeah, Con I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that yes. when I saw that. I'm, I'm just saying. So, so was Jordan, that a sponsored second. study that had to be sponsored by the drug companies? There's, there's no <laughs> way they would have said that. But Jordan, 200 million people just in the U.S., and this is a global drug. Now imagine this. Imagine if just 15 million of those people were either willing to spend $500 a month of their own money or their insurance was going to spend whatever it was. 500. What's 15 million people times $500 a month? It's like, what, 50 billion a year? It's, th there's, your, there's your 50 billion. And that's just North America, right? Now, it's a global drug and it's gone global. And this drug is huge globally. All right. Yeah. Huge globally as well. So doesn't AstraZeneca, I believe, has a version that's uh, maybe approved or being approved in uh, Europe? No, no, no. It's, that, that's a different, slightly different drug it's class. Different class. does not work as nearly as well as these. Not nearly as well as these. What I'm getting at, guys, is I don't think I would invest in Novo here unless I thought this was a true anomaly of a drug class. Which I do. Uh, yeah. I think it's the I think it's the perfect storm because it's literally not just a diabetic uh, 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 pharma drug. It's not just an obesity drug. It's a vanity drug for every human on earth that wants to look lose weight and look better, which is almost everybody. And on top of that, on top of that, it's a drug that is going to be have such an impact <clears throat> on health that I think governments are going to fully get behind it. I think insurance companies are going to fully get behind it. They just don't want to pay a dollar more than they have to. So that yeah. negotiation is going to take a bunch of time, right? But yeah. I think, I think, I but think if, if they're, if as an insurance company, if they have their uh, patients on it, it's going to improve other factors that are expensive for them to treat after the fact, right? Yeah. You can prove like something benefit on it. Right. I mean, Look, so do you want to know the one thing that the, the one thing that a few things scare me here, but the one of the things that scares me about this is that there are numerous compounding pharmacies that are selling this semaglutide outside of the pharma companies and the, and the pharma companies aren't getting one dollar for it. So so a lot of people in our neighborhood that aren't able to get this drug from their pharmacy because it's sold out, they're just getting it from a compounding pharmacy and it's become kind of like the norm. Uh, I don't know how much money Novo and Lily are losing out right now, but they got to figure that out because I know I think Novo came out and said, we don't know where they're getting it from. It's it's gray market. 
um, it's illegal. Uh, they, 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 they plan on, they, they plan on prosecuting that. I think they said, but there's, it's a gray area. And I think some people are saying, no, it, it is legal for them to get semaglutide. And I don't understand. I'm not going to act like I, I have the answer to that question. All I know is that there's a leak, right? There's a leak here in terms of revenue that they're losing out on. And I don't know how much of a problem that's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a big problem, honestly. I really don't. But it's something that any investor should be aware of uh, that are investing in this drug class. So that, of course, the, the weird side effect that we learn about a year from now or two years from now, now that could be something. Yeah. But guys, I don't think there's anything that any other pharma company is working on that is going to meaningfully disrupt this drug class for like five, six, seven, eight years. This is going to be like the next decade. It's going to be like the perfect storm. <laughs> the the I think these could be close to trillion dollar companies if this turns out to be what it what it can be over the next decade. Now, of course, there's all kinds of risk factors, meaning the government and the farm and the insurance companies could really battle how much they're willing to pay. And if they get that price down to 200 a month, 250 a month, it becomes less interesting, right? But at five, 600, 700 a month, if they can get that out of the drug companies, they're getting 1300 right now. Um, guys, do the math, just do the math. The numbers are astronomical. They're unlike anything we've ever seen in pharma. And I'm excited. So I have a huge position in Novo. I also, and, and it's a combination of straight stock and call options in the money call options that are expiring kind of months out. They're not short term, months out. And I have also a, an equity position in Eli Lilly. Um, I, wouldn't sup I wouldn't really mind that much if, if both those stocks fell. I would probably add more um, because I have my belief in where this is headed over the next year or two is is stronger than where I than anything that would happen in the next few weeks or, or, or a few months. So this is exciting, guys. I, I feel the same way about these stocks as I felt about Amazon at the birth of AWS. Jordan, remember, that's all we talked about. We were like, this is crazy. This this nobody understands how big this is. Even the people that understood how big it could be, they were writing up reports like cloud computing could be this big and nobody cared. Nobody was valuing Amazon based on cloud computing being that big because it's like when you have an anomaly and we've talked about this so many times on the show, the market never believes it until they actually see it. It's it's no one no one believed that a pandemic was coming out of China except for us and was going to literally de destroy the world for a while, right? <laughs> Until it actually yeah, I know happens. I agree with you. I'm just like at the point where I'm looking at it and I don't think it's too expensive right now. I'm just wondering what like it's already got a growth multiple on it. And so, you know, what is the upside from here? And that's what I've got to that's what I've got to evaluate. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so Jordan, I mean, you know, the way these farmers work, like all the costs. And I think growth, I think it deserves a growth growth multiple. So I don't think it's overvalued. I think it's probably fairly valued right now. Well, I, I disagree. I, I think it's I think it's obviously I'm invested, so I think it's undervalued. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the way pharma companies work, they, they all their investment is on the front end, right? So right. now they have this drug class. The cost is there's there's very little cost in in the manufacturing of this, right? Relative to how much they charge, right? It's 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 nominal. 
So you have monstrous, monstrous margins. In fact, Novo has always been a cash machine, right? Like for the past decade, they've been a cash machine just with their diabetics, normal diabetic drugs. This is like putting the cash machine on steroids. And if you have a class of drugs that really is going to be $50 billion plus, and you have two companies splitting that up. So you have companies that are generating, you know, 20 plus billion dollars a piece in five years, right? From this drug class. And let's say it surprises, I think it could be higher than that. And it's a game changer for a $200 billion company. It's a game changer. I think for you can make a case that they're, they're vastly undervalued based on this being a $50 billion a year market segment. So it's not like it's a 50. You know. So right what? now it's, it's, it's a $300 billion company right now. And so, yeah. you know, if that's what they, if that's the only thing they did and it's not, then you're looking at, you know, 15 times sales, right? Which is expensive. Uh, but they obviously do more than that, right? Um, oh, I mean, Jordan, this is still a fraction of what they're selling. I, know, I mean, I know. I'm not, this I'm is not on top of I'm everything saying, that they have. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You could make a case what, what that- What is their annual revenue? You could make a case that this drug class for Novo will in some case steal from other drug classes that they have that are serving the diabetic market, right? But since we're touching obesity now, and since we're touching vanity weight loss, it's essentially a brand new market segment. You could make a case that this is another $200 billion company on its own, $300 so billion. $24 billion. What? So the revenue, the revenue last year was $24 billion. Yeah. And you could make a case that this is a $24 billion company on its own with a brand new customer segment of obese and vanity globally, right? So what I'm yeah. saying is you could make a case that it's a Novo just well, replicated. It my case is that the growth because of the multiple is already built in, right? So the growth, like people have already seen that this thing's going to grow. And so they've already baked that in with this big 40% drop in it's, market it, cap, right? It, so it's it, basically, it, it, it's nearly 50%, you know, it's up 50% in value since this thing it, is it's a catch and, and, and what I'm telling you is if you look at no if you look at the history of this company over the past decade, the drugs that they sold, the way that they've grown, the market share that they have, yeah. this is an anomaly. This is not just another new drug where they're worth 50% more. This is a drug class. I think the company triples in size based on this drug class, not goes up by 50%. So I'm saying that it is drastically different. This is a company that only sold to the diabetes market, Jordan. Now we're selling to the entire world. Diabetes, the entire world of obesity, weight loss, and vanity. This big versus this big. So monstrously bigger. It's a game-changing anomaly for Novo, also for Eli Lilly. And both of them are going to share in this market segment for the next five to 10 years. Um, it's really just a matter at this point as to what they can get away with in terms of pricing. That is the biggest question in my head is how much are they getting for this drug in five years, six, seven, eight years? What are they able to retain? It, we're in a really weird situation with our government where they don't like companies overcharging for things, right? And you know, are they gonna get a huge backlash where the government steps in and says, you're not allowed to charge more than X amount for this? I, I don't know, anything could happen, right? That is my biggest concern as an investor but I'm not concerned about it today. None of that's going to pop up in the next three yeah. to six months, right? So I just think in the next three to six months, it becomes- well, Especially if people are paying out of pocket, right? If people are paying out of pocket for, you know, like a, it's not insulin, right? But it's, you no, can it's kind of, insulin. I think you can get away with charging, right? 
I don't think that's an issue. Jordan, how much how much would all right, ask me. So so here's here's a question though, just just philosophically, because I, the I same drug companies are making the diabetes like a, version and the drug and the weight loss version. What what you know, what if they were to like because people are prescribing this off label and they're just oh well let's jack up our diabetes product because we can't keep that on shelves. Like I think I think that the, the real problem here is all of the off label prescribing which is making diabetes patients unable to get the drugs that they were prescribed, Ozempic, mm -hmm. for example, yeah. where yeah. they should be prescribed Wagovi. Yeah, it's a problem. It's been a problem, Dave. I, I kind of think that that's going to level out over. I the think next it'll work year. itself out, but I'm just saying for now, there's there's a lot of off-label prescribing, and the incentive will be if they charge more for the weight loss version and less for the uh, diabetes version. People are just going to, hey, can you please write me? But yeah, and doctors are, are going off label and prescribing things for the for the wrong reason, right? And and they are. They're going off label right now. I, I mean, I'm astonished. And, and by the way, this is all happening, Jordan. I think you have to realize that this is happening at a moment in time where where doctors are going online with online prescriptions like we've never seen before. So that video that I sent you, Dave. Uh, yeah. of the, of the, it was basically an online. It's an, it's doctor. an influencer who is promoting an online website that will prescribe you the drug. Prescribe you the drug. And this For, is prescribe what I and mail it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what our buddy Chase does, right? Like this is, this is the company that we're invested in. Chase basically builds tech platforms to allow pharmaceutical companies to market direct their farm, their, their drugs to where rather than saying, ask your doctor about Wagovi, it's like, Go to this website right now, uh, speak to a doctor right now, and Wait. within 15 minutes, you're going to have a shipment sent out to your house. Like, that's never happened before in pharma. Does, does the so company like, that we're invested in have any, uh, do any of these websites, like the back end for any of these uh, weight loss websites? Uh, so, um, two, it's a great question, Dave. Uh, I'll talk to you about that off air. And two, I think I want to have, if he's open to doing it, I want to have Chase on as a follow-up to this episode, because I'll just say that he is in very deep, very, very deep in this world, has a lot to share. I don't know if he's if he's allowed to share it or not, but uh, I would love to have a follow-up with him. Because Jordan, this really is happening at a moment in time when a drug could scale so much quicker than before. Because like TikTok videos are out there saying, hey, you can't get this from a doctor. Don't worry. I my doctor wouldn't prescribe this to me. So I went to this place and I got it prescribed in 10 minutes. And yeah, I've seen, I've seen the same thing where people get, you know, they, they can go online and get a prescription. Yeah, I'm but yeah. I mean, I was at a social event and this was the topic of conversation. And the topic of conversation was how do you get your Wagovi? How do you get your Ozempic? Who are you using? How much are you paying? Do they have any in stock? Another buddy of mine said that there was a luncheon of women in our neighborhood, I think 17 women, his wife was one of them. And all they spoke about the entire lunch was this, was semaglutide, how much weight they were losing, who they were using, where they got the prescription from. And like almost all of them were already on it, but a few of them weren't on it. And they were trying to figure out how, how where they should get it from. So that's virality, right? And we're living in the time of TikTok and social media and online pharmacies and online doctors. I mean, this is just the perfect it's storm 
pharma has never experienced a moment like this. It's not just about the drug class and its uh, 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 you know efficacy. It's about who it's marketed to, how it's marketed, how how people are selling the drug for the drug companies. Because you know a drug company's biggest one of their biggest expenses after the manufacturer drug is marketing it. They might spend billions of dollars to market it. Do you think they're going to have to spend billions of dollars to market this? They can't even keep up with demand that's no, organic. No. Off of they don't have to spend any. That, that's it's it's like a, the perfect storm for an investment. This is the this is the kind of thing that we look for, and that's why I'm I'm excited about it. And now, after talking to you, I might have to uh, <laughs> drop some more money well, uh, from my brokerage account. Well, like I said, we're not financial advisors and we're not doctors, but but. I don't see things like this very often. Um, I, you know, I always said you have to have a, a prepared mind. And in pharma, I'm always looking out for the cancer cure, for the baldness cure. I would pay five to 10000 a month if somebody can stop me from going bald. Because I'm like on a fast track right now. Propecia, uh, dude. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's, I it, it's been out for, for decades. No, what you do now is uh, you can do uh, oral minoxidil. So instead of oh. uh, rubbing it into your scalp, you're supposed to take it. Oral monoxide. Yeah, oh, well, that's a. Isn't that yeah, finis finistride is uh, is propecia? Is it? I didn't is know that there was an oral monoxidil. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that later. Um, yeah. But I don't care. I'm like, you know, I just wear a hat. Well, what I'm saying is, that there's a few, <laughs> there's a few things when it comes to pharma. Okay, you can say you know baldness. Uh, cancer for sure, right? Uh, and 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 that, and by the way, this impacts cancer as well. Like we we now know the the obesity uh, ha impacts so many different health ailments, and they have direct links now between obesity and cancer. Or I think about think about COVID, for example. What did we learn about COVID? The number it seems like the number one contributor to COVID deaths was obesity. At the end of the day. That, that that seems like it was the number one contributor or comorbidity, right, uh, to people that, that died with COVID. So the impact that this has not just on diabetes, on obesity, on vanity, weight loss, uh, but also so many other health disorders that I, I, I really see this as the type of thing that the world rallies around, right? Like governments are going to rally around this. Um, health insurance companies, right? I mean, they're going to ultimately see yeah. this as a positive, don't you think? The, the same way they incentivize you to get positive steps. is if it saves them money down the line, right? And so yeah. it's a, it, it'll definitely just be a dollars and cents thing on what that annual output is versus what their expected output once uh, once things go south. And so I think, you know, I think it's just going to be a, I, I don't know how to do that math, so I can't even think about it. Yeah, the so, insurance so companies what, know how to do that math. They yeah. they don't so want to spend what, any more money than they have to, right? right? So if they can, if they spend a little on this new wonder drug for for weight loss, and they spend less in comorbidities for other things, they're going to say, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll now support it, even though we're taking a lot, little loss on that because we know it's going to save us money." Although they have to think very short term because you can get a new insurance carrier every year. Yeah, um, you know, I I don't know, guys. I I just think. I just think this is a complete game changer. I, I, I really do. I think this is a game changer. Uh, I've never been more excited about a pharma play, quite honestly. So I'm in it. I'm in it heavy, guys. I'm in it. I'm in it heavy. Uh, I would say. For what me, is your? Can, can you give us an allocation percentage of like your portfolio allocation? Is it two percent, ten percent? 
So, so because it's, uh, it's, it's, I have over 10% of my portfolio in options on this. So that means a 10, that means a 10% <laughs> of my, that, that means that not financial advice, just, just for the record. No, I mean, that means that 10% of my portfolio will get wiped out, like zeroed out. What is the uh, expiration it, it, date yeah. that 10% of your portfolio could just disappear? So I, I used to talk about that and be really transparent. And and Dave, I don't anymore. Because... Oh, we can find it on Whale Watch or something. It's it's fine. Yeah, I guess. I we'll don't know. I, I, I just don't like talking about it because like, I don't want people trading around my trades. It's creepy and weird. And I, I, I just I don't want to do that. I don't want this to be one of those channels. I really want people to do their own research, make their own decisions. Uh, there's there's so much risk in every single type of trade, as we know. There In this environment, more than anything else, and by the way, I say this environment, this has held up pretty well over the past few months, man. I mean, this is like everything, like I open my account, I'm like, the world is falling apart and my Novo's up again. And it did have a dip last week, two weeks ago, and it came right back up. But um. It's really, you can tell, like, I'm not the only person looking at this going, buy at any type of, you know, there's institutions, there's like any opportunity. People that are in the know, they they see this as something special. Now, we can debate valuation all day long. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't uh, think that's helpful. Yeah, we, but but I think that's the only, the, the one of the big debates to have here is, okay, it's not, I think Jordan's less about valuation. I think a lot of the people that I've seen are like, I love this. I want to own it. I think it might be worth more, but it's gone up so quickly, so fast, so much. Right. I want to wait for a better for a better opportunity. Now, in most of the situations, not all, most of the situations where we have, uh, I'm going to use that word, generational type of investment, right? In most of those situations, there's usually not a hugely better opportunity. They just keep going up, and they they, they fall like it fell last week. It fell like what, ten bucks. 389 to 380. Yeah, I traded some options around that and made a little bit of money, but um, but I don't currently have a position, by the way. I just did that op that small options play around the drop. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I'm equally I'm equally excited though beyond the money about what this is going to do for humanity. I, I I just I really hope there's no new side effects and this ends up being a great thing because like, dude. I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's just it's just great. And I think it's making people so oh, depression is a big deal too, guys. Don't don't count that out. Depression, I mean, listen, obesity is massively linked to depressive states. I mean, it's it's so hard to be the type of person that's dealing with that, struggling with that every freaking day of their life, maybe for their entire life. And this is something that's coming out of nowhere. Have you seen some of these videos, the smiles on these people's faces? I mean, it's just it's unbelievable, right? Like it's just impacting so many facets of society. So this episode is about surfacing something big. I would love to throw this into the Discord group. So dumbmoney.tv forward slash forward slash Discord. I know our Discord's been a little slow because we've been off air, um, but we're back. I would love for the Discord group to debate this, you know, poke holes in the thesis, all the above. I'm excited. If someone finds something, oh, by the way, if there is another supply chain issue, it would be catastrophic, devastating. I could see the stock dropping 20 to 40% if they have another issue like they had last year with Wagovi. And that could literally pop up in a, in a moment. So if anyone is investing in e either of these stocks, you need to be keen to supply chain issues that could 
you know, go public and completely destroy the value of these stocks, at least in the short term, which would also be a nice opportunity to buy in for the long term. Because that's what happened this last year with Novo. That's it, guys. Uh, yep. What else? Can, can I pitch you for next week's episode, Dave? Yeah. I really we usually do this off air too. What's what's I, I, what's the topic? I really want to go all in on the AI revolution, AI uh, trades. I'm, I I think we should I think we should consider it. I, there's two or three other topics we can do next week that are equally as good. But I would love to hear your thoughts on how to capitalize on AI. Yeah, yeah. There, there, because there's, there's so much money to be made. So much money. It's I keep asking ChatGPT how how's the best way to make money off of ChatGPT, and it just says <laughs> I am not plugged into the internet and can't tell you that. So I have ChatGPT open on my computer at all times. Everything oh, I'm doing. I created a a, a Siri Pro uh, version of Siri that instead of talking to Siri, it loops right out to ChatGPT, so I can talk to my phone, ask it a question, and it writes me a ChatGPT answer. That's amazing. Yeah. So you know they're coming out with an app now for ChatGPT. That that's coming out. Uh, Sorry, dude. Siri, I didn't mean to wake yeah. you up. People already coming out with some ideas in the video. Yeah, I mean, they're me and Jordan, Dave. I know you couldn't participate because you had stuff going on, but me and Jordan, we did a uh, Twitter Spaces for like two hours on AI a couple few weeks ago, and it was fun, man. We actually had attendees that came in that worked in different industry sectors and are like, one of them was in tech support and basically explained how it was taking over tech support where you would normally like level up to the next person. And now like yeah. the person at the bottom could just go on chat GPT in an instant, just read you the answer. But, but why really even no have a person there to read you the answer? You just throw all the answers into like a file and let chat GPT read it to you and find the, find something that's contextually <laughs> relevant to what you're asking. So what everyone's talking about is there's this transition window, this bridge where there are people that know how to use chat GBT really well. And especially once 4.0 comes out this next year, which is going to be like 500 times more powerful. There are people that know how to use it and people that don't or won't. And like they can arb that difference. And so all these companies are just going to be using it to do the old school stuff in a new way to people that are unwilling to use it. Or, or not knowledgeable. So like we have a restaurant, we're using chat GPT to write all of our social, lot of social stuff, right? But other like, restaurants- I would never write will, copy for a website ever again. Like you just never put in some points that you want to include and say, write this in a uh, compelling uh, website style. <laughs> but here's the best thing. Most restaurant owners are not on chat GPT. So they're paying a social agency like 400 a month and they have a $4 an hour- foreign employee from India that's using a chat GPT to, to write these elaborate, beautiful blog posts and stuff. Right. But all they're it takes doing them like two seconds. They're like, yeah, that's great. Here's your copy. <laughs> and you're like, just, wow, like, you think about what this really does like long term though. Like all of the information that we get used to be written by a person. Now it's just going to be like this mix of like pulled from various uncredited sources and learned and then regurgitated. That's why everybody like, like, decided that it's not useful to read anything on the internet anymore. Um, I might switch back to books. In fact, I do read books. So I read books every day, but I'm, I'm, I've stopped reading the internet. I'm well, done. Well, soon ChatGPT will have uh, read every book possible ever yeah. written in the history of time and be able yeah. to explain to you the concepts in all of those books better than the book itself. 
I'm going old school, dude. I'm doing what the, hey, what the youngs are doing. There's an example that, that said, gonna... explain this like you had a 200 IQ. Explain this if you had a 100 IQ. Explain this if you had a 50 IQ. And it's like, oh, I, I like the explanation at about, you know, 120. <laughs> I don't want to know a 200 IQ explanation of, you know, why does it rain? But the, the 120 was like, oh, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. I get it. Well, Dave, what, what's wild is um, I don't want to do next week's episode today. But what's wild is that <laughs> this the is like next- a big tease for what's coming next week. I know, but but the but the next ver the next version is rumored to have full streaming video as part of it, right? And so, like, I don't know if I believe that, but I know it's coming. That is definitely coming. It's a matter of when. Yeah, like the Dolly was like generating still images. They're going to have a video version of Dolly. So when you think about the impact that has on like processing power and like graphic like just all the beneficiaries of when you have a billion people making videos every day in real time like anybody can do anything because you no longer need the skill set like here's the thing dave in the 90s um you like you were always like the smartest guy when it came from like being able to get thoughts in your head in, like to produce it you were always a producer right producer director but you also had this you were one of the rare people that had the skill set you had a wall of computers in your room to process video in the mid 90s cuz that's what you needed to be able to process video and edit video you had the skill set like think about in a few years when anybody in the world even in a third world country can produce a video just by saying what you want what's in your head and it's beautifully producing that for but you but then right? that's what that's what i'm saying is it's going to be so easy to create content words images videos, anything, we could literally do this show with with AI-generated versions of us, learn our personalities, learn what we might think about things, and then just say, yeah, do a show on ChatGPT. Do, do a show on, on diet drugs. Just, just <laughs> I, do a show. And it will just put this show all just like with a push of a button. And then there's so much just like random computer-generated content that's not original, not any good, but it's easy to make. And then wh- how do you even find an audience for that garbage? Dave, I feel like that will be the one way that we can figure out how to pump out shows every day. <laughs> That's the only way. That. And I've already looked into it. Like I I was I tried to uh, have ChatGPT write the intro for this morning's show and it was just so generic and bad. But then I said, "Learn these examples." And I sent it like seven examples of of other intros that I've written, and they came back it came back sounded like something that I would have written. Now, this morning's was not. I wrote that myself because it still was a little off and weird. It did not sound like something I would actually say, but it was. Yeah. It got so much better after just sending it four examples. Does it know about Ozempic and uh, all these things? Does it? Does it well, it's, it, it's not connected to the internet on, on the version that you get through uh, ChatGPT, but there's another version that is connected to the internet that gives yeah, you more. Yeah, Dave, do you, use, do you use the playground chat? feature like if you go to the playground yeah yeah then you go to then you go to the drop down you hit chat it's like the live version of that chat one's connected TV. to the internet yeah it still yeah. has some walls up it won't it won't pick stocks for you but it will give you more up-to-date information not the walled off we cut we cut ties with the internet back in you know 21 or something yeah it's just not as robust. It's like not as super robust because it's like an application built off the application. It's like an experimental thing. Yeah, but it doesn't give you as time. like 
it is, I mean, it pretty much does everything though. It, it will still write in the style of someone. It will still do whatever, whatever you want it to do. I'm actually using the API key from the open AI project to have my pro, I call it pro Siri on my phone and it will, <laughs> you know, every, every time she says, I found something on the internet for that. I'm like, I've solved the, I found something on the internet for that problem. Um, yeah, no, a hundred percent. Well, it's part of the funding round that would, yeah, you know, we know Microsoft's investing 10 billion in them. It's, it, it's, I cannot. And, and the most aggressive deal ever. Microsoft did this, like, we're going to give you $10 billion, but we own 49% of the company and you have to pay us back the $10 billion before you get to keep any of your revenue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but I think Kevin O'Leary works for Microsoft now. Well, I think it's just a, it's just a, think about how much money they spend on cloud infrastructure every month. I mean, it's just got to be the most expensive business to run. And by the way, they don't have any revenue. So what are they going to do? Well, is Microsoft has a bunch of cloud, is, cloud space. They can, well, that's the thing, right? Them. And so you need, yeah, I mean, you've got to figure out how to charge, right? And so Will Microsoft, Microsoft has to, to bring in the dollars immediately. I think that's the yeah. title of our show. Will Microsoft ruin AI? You know, I, I, again, the one thing I don't understand is it, I, I, that other people don't understand why Google refuses to release their stuff. It's so obvious to me. Like, it's so obvious that even if Google has something that's 10x better than this, they don't want to release it because it will screw up their entire revenue model. Like, it would be a disaster. Google is just praying that no, that this didn't happen. Google's like, push this <laughs> away. Push it away because they have the most beautiful revenue model where 88% or 90% of the revenue comes from search still something like that right and search is so generally bad which makes them so much money because you click on 100 links every time you search something chat gpt is going to destroy that model and if google comes out with their version of it it's going to destroy their own model and they'll have to spend the next two decades rebuilding that revenue from the ground up, which Microsoft doesn't care about because they don't have that revenue. What does Bing do in revenue? Virtually nothing, right? So Microsoft has nothing to lose, everything to gain. Google uh, has everything to lose. Just wait until Bing has ChatGPT style results in Bing, and then you're getting served the result as a part of your Bing search. The same way Google tries to pull a snippet out of a website and then give you the link to the website. No, Bing will just learn it from the internet and regurgitate it in its own GPT style response that is served alongside an ad for something relevant. What do you think about all the sources blacklisting ChatGPT now or basically wanting to be paid for? So that's, that's a big, a big issue, deal. right? Because Elon Musk has already said that he's pulling Twitter data out. It, Supreme Court, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. It, it will happen. It will probably get accelerated and it will happen in the next few years. It's going to be yeah, a there'll huge, be a big fair yeah. use case. There'll be yeah, th th there will be case law on this at some point. It's just too new. Yeah. It's the Wild West. Uh, so I, I'm interested less. Again, I don't want to do too much to next week's episode. I'm interested less in like who's going to make money <laughs> off of the AI and more about whose businesses will be disrupted and what are the ancillary businesses that are going to destroy it off of the AI, right? That aren't directly creating products in it, yeah. but you need them like NVIDIA places like, all right. So like, that's, what's really exciting to me. Yeah. I, because, I think, I think you're right. I think it's the companies that, that will pop up out of nowhere and, or 
existing companies that will be able to change the way they do things. They'll be able to pivot and implement uh, this chat GPT style stuff, and it will just dramatically change their profitability. Yeah, agreed. That's next week on Monday. Maybe. Is that it? Are we done? Yeah, I think we need to. Uh, hey, it's been it's been great to be back, guys. Man, I, I love seeing your faces. Uh, we will be back next week because we got our 200 thumbs up. Thank you so much for doing that. And uh, happy new year. Happy new year. We're done money. We'll see you next week.